Good morning. Welcome to the Adopting Bitcoin Pod, a weekly Twitter Spaces show covering bottom-up Bitcoin adoption with thoughtful leaders from around the world. This week, we have Oaken from Namibia here to share what, what he's been up to with EasySats, with onboarding merchants, with minting new coiners. Uh, before we hop in, I want to mention a couple projects that make the show possible. First, Blink, formerly known as Bitcoin Beach Wallet, a Bitcoin Lightning wallet built for bottom-up Bitcoin adoption with built-in education, stable sats for volatility management, and a robust set of merchant features. Blink is a preferred wallet of communities and individuals looking to use Bitcoin for everyday payments. You can find that at Blink.sv. Also, Adopting Bitcoin, a Lightning Summit in El Salvador, taking place November 7th to 9th this year. It's bringing together builders, developers, and educators in Bitcoin country El Salvador for the third year. There's a call for participation currently open at adoptingbitcoin.org. So uh, you can go to adoptingbitcoin.org to get tickets uh, to submit a, uh, a panel or a workshop that you'd like to run or, or a, a presentation you'd like to give. And uh, and yeah, join us in Bitcoin country. Uh, be, having been there two years in a row, uh, I can I can attest it's, a, it's pretty magical to not only be at the conference, which is high signal Bitcoin only, uh, but also visit uh, El Zante and, and spend Bitcoin on the streets and everything else. So lastly, I want to mention Geyser Fund. So uh, some of us, uh, you, you may have heard this week, they launched their fifth grant. And it's focused specifically on education in Bitcoin communities. So extremely relevant to folks, uh, you know, in this in this space. And so you can learn more at geyser.fund. I think that the the space will be the application period will be open for a, li a little over a month, maybe. I don't know the exact date, but this is a way to earn satoshis for the work, the proof of work that you guys are doing that that can help sort of you know carry your work into the future. And so I. Andrew, personally, I'm on the board for this grant. Um, Blink is partnering with Geyser Fund on it. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to see the applications and, and what people are doing in the community. So that's it. Without further ado, uh, let's hop in. Ogan, welcome. Thank you. Who are you and what is EasySats? All right. Thank. Uh, so I'll just start off by saying thank you very much for uh, for hosting uh, myself and uh, EasySats and um and just and just, and just to to find out what we're what we're busy with, yeah, I think I think it's just really great to to acknowledge that you guys have 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 done that. Um, so again, thank you very much. My name is uh, Nikolai Shungarero. I'm also known as Oaken. <laughs> that's that's been my uh, performance name, and uh, yeah, we just carried on to, in, into into Bitcoin. So what we're doing is. We have a company, uh, or let's call it a movement rather than a company, because it falls under my company. Easy Sites is basically um, a way to show people how to easily get, store, and use their satoshis. That's it. As the, the whole thing is about educating and then enabling people on on their Bitcoin journey, and the reason for this was. When I originally got into Bitcoin, it was for use cases. Everything for me in Bitcoin isn't about money go up technology or I can, what, what, what. It, it's always been about, does it solve a use case? The first use case was my brother was in Dubai. I have told the story many times, but I love my brother, so I'll say it again. Uh, my brother was in Dubai and uh, I was sending him money via Western Union that he needed like, you know, from the side, but it's just bank charges and everything was just crazy. Anyway, the fees of sending him the Bitcoin, I mean, sorry, the, the, the fiat, and then also 
printing out everything that you need to do with Western Union, things such as printing out your last six months worth of bank statements, printing out your your ID, the, the other person's ID, all these things, they come out to a continuous fee when you're doing this once a month, twice a month, whatever. So I tweeted about my frustration. And yeah, I, I, the, the, the owner of Bitcoin uh, Namibia, oh, which has become uh, Nandifa.com, he tweeted at me and he was like, hey man, just send it to your brother in Bitcoin. And that was the use case that got me into Bitcoin. Now, again, the same person was trying to get me into Bitcoin since 2012. You know, he was back then he was like, hey, guys, like there's this new thing called Bitcoin. And it's, it's, it's literally where we're moving to. And I was like, I don't care. So, but, but yeah, as, as time moved along, that's I'll, I'll stop talking now because I ramble, as you know, Andrew. No, no, let's, this is uh, rambling is OK here, especially, I mean, a couple things you mentioned, DZ sets. What are I love, you know, we'll go into in depth a little later, but I love like maybe the, the short version of, of easy sets, like the types of. Uh, projects or uh, work that you're doing with EasySats? Awesome. No problem. Great question. So so when we started EasySats, it was literally uh, to solve a problem. Again, <laughs> I, lo- I love use cases, but it was it was the fact that to I was buying a Bitcoin through Binance at the point in time, right? And when let's say you want to buy $500 Namibian worth of Bitcoin in Binance. You can buy $500 Namibian worth of Bitcoin, right? You've KYC'd, everything's great. But when you want to withdraw it to your self-custody, you're only getting out 200. And the reasoning, again, this is before what they're doing now, but the reasoning behind that was the withdrawal fees from Binance on, on a Bitcoin address were standard. They didn't have the Lightning integration, right? So, sorry, Flaco, maybe you want to say something. I, I saw a, a finger down. Yeah, I was just saying boo to the huge withdrawal fees that Binance had that cuts off your money just to get it into self-custody. Sorry, yeah, yeah, so so, so correct. Like, I was like, okay, I understand their business, but if I orange pull my gardener, if I orange pull the woman that cleans the house or the building where I work or, you know, any person that earns minimum wage, and they're trying to, but they understand. Let's say they understand Bitcoin, right? They get it, but they want to buy some Bitcoin. The way for them to buy it on an exchange at twenty four seven costs them three hundred Namibian dollars every time. I'm gonna tell you, minimum wage in Namibia, I think it's something like two thousand five hundred Namibian dollars. So, like, when you take everything into account, there's no way, even if you want to buy Bitcoin to save it, that you can afford it. Because the cost just to move it off the exchange is too much. So what would you do? You'd leave it on the exchange, right? Which is a problem when we look at FTXs and everything else that we're like, oh, these are actually the exchanges. But so anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll skip past that. So for me, the thing was, how do we make it easy <laughs> for people to get Satoshis, bro? How do we do that? And I started like really scouring the internet and I found uh, a stickle. And I was like, wait, this, this looks like they're about it. They want to help the everyday person achieve this goal. So I applied and, and you know, I became a vendor for a sickle. But it allowed me to bring that fee from $300 Namibian dollars down to 20 So you can buy as little as $20 Namibian dollars 
Oh, but quick. So, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flaco, go. Yeah, I mean, that's a difference like night and day between Binance and Azteco. Azteco are proper mission-driven Bitcoiners who are doing what they're doing to not just to make a profit. Obviously, that's something they need to do to be sustainable. But the main reason why Akin Fernandez set up Azteco is because he wanted to make Bitcoin more accessible to people and only Bitcoin because the rest he understands is shit. And even though you can make money selling and buying it or enable, I, I don't know, users to buy and sell them for, uh, and make profit from their trading, it's not what he wanted to do, you know, because he understands it's uh, it's a stupid endeavor. It's going to bring him bad karma. It's not going to bring about what he wants, which is Bitcoinization. And and on the other side, you have Binance, and they are not ideologically operating business at all. They act like they are one, like they are talking about, oh, crypto is bringing freedom and decentralization, but it's just marketing bullshit. And I'm okay. I don't want to be too hard on them. I'm really grateful that they actually did implement and integrate Lightning and enabled withdrawals, which is fucking great because now what you mentioned is like less of a hurdle. Like you can withdraw your sets to a self-custodial wallet or a, a custodial wallet you trust uh, and not have it on Binance easily without having like fees to pay, like toll to pay to do that uh, no, or less Flacco, at least. Flacco. Sorry, I got to stop you there. I don't, I, I don't like to interrupt people, but uh, the, the thing is, I wish it was that. What they integrated was Lightning, but the fees that they put on top of their Lightning servers is basically an on-chain payment fee, right? So the on-chain payment fee is like, I, I remember it was Brendan or somebody put up a screenshot and it's like seven US dollars, 14 cents for an on-chain fee. And if you're doing Lightning, it's seven US dollars and seven cents. Like you just you, you they decrease the fee by seven cents. That does yeah, wait, wait. Now I have to interrupt you because that's what I believe too. I actually, Nicola, our CEO at Galloy, shared like right after the announcement, he shared a overview of the fees, and it was exactly like you said. However, it turned out that was a typo or just not. They didn't uh, update the fees, or it was a typo. Okay. It's they're not charging seven dollars per lightning withdrawal. So what's important is you have to try it out yourself. I don't use Binance, so I can't. But there's many people on Twitter that try it out, and it seems like it's instant or almost instant. They do some checks. It seems it takes it's not instant, instant, but it takes like thirty seconds or something until the withdrawal happens over lightning, which is still a lot, but okay much better than 10 minutes or one hour. And the fees are quite, quite low. So they're not $7 per withdrawal. Uh, so I, I, I will definitely see if they will allow me back into my old Binance account from 2020. <laughs> and hopefully I'll be able to test it out and, and then see. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's one thing. Sorry, did I? There was a question, but we went down a rabbit hole. So I, I think Andrew asked something that I didn't answer. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no worries, no worries. Let, let me, I'll take it, I'll take it, uh, I'll take it back. I'll pre present a new question. But I'm just laughing thinking about if you know the meme where there's like a real owl and then there's like a snow, there's like a snowman owl with like 
carrots as the eyes with that's like Binance Lightning. It's like th- 30 seconds. It's a little more expensive. No, uh, <laughs> I'll take it back. We'll go. I want to go deeper into easy sats in a little bit. But you, but I basically, Oaken, you mentioned Bitcoin Namibia and it has become something else. I would love to hear a little bit about that before we get too far away from what you mentioned on that. Like maybe two questions. One, what is Bitcoin Namibia and the project it has become? And then maybe more broadly, like Bitcoiners and Bitcoin in Namibia, you know, what is the general kind of outlook look like? And then by the way, if anybody's requesting, we're going to, in maybe about 20 minutes or so, we're going to invite folks up on stage for like Q&A, open mic type stuff. So so yeah, just hang tight. But uh, yeah, okay. what's up with uh, Bitcoin Namibia? Awesome questions, Andrew. Uh, you might have to remind me about the second question halfway through my little bit of rant. So Bitcoin Namibia was the first registered entity. Uh, it was actually called Bitcoin Trade Namibia that was registered with the Central Bank of Namibia, with the government, to be like, hey, this is what we're trying to do. We're, we're tr- this is what Bitcoin is. And the person that that, that started that company, uh, which became now what we know as Landifa.com, uh, Landifa as in L-A-N-D-I-F-A, Landifa.com. The, the, the owner or the, the founder of this company was the person that was trying to orange pill me back in 2012. It's uh, becoming full. And is also the person that in 2018, 2019, helped me uh, send my brother the, the first use case for me in Bitcoin when I was sending my brother money while he was in Dubai and I was in Namibia, not having to pay Western Union fees and all of that. It was becoming full. That, that helped me do that. When I wanted to uh, uh, see how I could monetize my podcast during COVID, becoming full was like, bro, all you need to do is like, there's this thing called Podcasting 2.0. I haven't looked into it as far as I want to, but you can look it up and, and, and it looks like a way you can monetize it with Bitcoin. Then I became the first African podcaster to, to be paid in Bitcoin. That's just, I don't know how, but I, nobody else was before me. Adam Curry has confirmed this many times because people have tried to claim being the first African podcaster to do this or podcasters in Africa. And Adam Curry has continuously said, no, o- Oaken was the first one. That's why we interviewed him. Because remember, Adam Curry is the one that created Podcasting 2.0. <laughs> so so it was a very I felt so blessed to be on this podcast for that but yeah so just just, just to go into what easy sets is was initially it just started off to say hey how do we get people uh the ability to get to, like people that are always left out of society gardeners cleaners people that pump gas people that are packing your 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 bags at the at the the supermarkets whatever if they understand bitcoin how do they get a hold of it right and uh once we once i found the takeover vouchers what well, what uh, I, I sent through the emails cuz you know I, I needed it to be a reality and uh the people at us takeover akin them and 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 tom dobles and all these guys they were so great they walked me through everything. Like we're like, okay, this is what you're trying to do. They were actually like, we'll help you do it. Okay, we'll 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 come on board with you, like to a certain degree. But like, we'll walk you through how you can do this better. And um, it it was great. It was great for me. Uh, it was great for Easy Sense. But what it also allowed me to know was, I wasn't uh, smoking a pipe dream, right? The people that that built the system are saying yes. What you're trying to achieve and what you see as an overall goal 
it's it's so great that we'll we'll, we'll try and, and 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 help you out with it where we can and and and, and I do always thank BCR now as we know him Akin, and and Tom Tom doubles them and everybody at, at Aseco because it's really about solving problems. It's not about what you think will happen in 10 years, five years, what. So with Easy Sets, once we went and we, and we found a way to do that, we were like, okay, how do we move this a bit further, right? How do we, because again, I came in a bit late to Bitcoin. So people were already scammed by, by actual scammers saying, hey, give me 10,000 US, 5,000 or even 1,000, whatever, you know, and I will be able to double your money because of Bitcoin is doing what, what, what. And people gave the money to them, right? So my thing was when I understood how Bitcoin, oh, that's a lie. When I started researching how Bitcoin worked, because uh, the understanding is a journey and not a destination, I was like, okay, the convenience of this message has to also be in the way that you understand it. Because you made your mistake because you didn't understand what, even if somebody came to you and said, hey, Bitcoin is this, maybe it's the way they gave it to you. That didn't make you understand it, but the scammer said it in a way that made more sense, so you get the scam of the money. But I got to explain to you now at this point that the scammer scammed you, and Bitcoin didn't even know you were trying to buy Bitcoin because it, it doesn't care, right? Bitcoin, TikTok, next block, doesn't care. So it's literally about informing people, firstly, what the hell is Bitcoin? What is a distributed ledger? Because if I don't know better, I can't, and I keep saying this, and, and I will say it till the day I die, I cannot judge you for not doing better if you didn't know better. If I knew how to give you information so you could do better, but didn't give it to you, I cannot judge you for doing worse. Even if you're a politician or my friend or whatever it is, if I have the info and I don't give it to you, maybe because I want to make a million dollars off of the info, whatever, and you end up going the wrong way, that's on me. Because I had the info. I decided to try and fuck her. Sorry. <laughs> I tried to mess around and, and earn money in it and get fiat money brain. Let me see what I can get out of this before you can even understand what it is. Right? And that will literally be why we don't go as far as we go. Instead of saying, hey, hey, let me tell you what it is. I now throw free events for how to earn Bitcoin and how to, and how to uh, accept it. I don't charge a single penny for that. Why? The more people that understand how to accept and earn Bitcoin, the more places I get to spend my Bitcoin, the faster we get to a circular economy being built. And from that, from a bottom-up perspective, it means government cannot say no because we will just remove you as the people that put you in power. We'll get somebody that understands. So there's a lot of things. And again, it's not fantasy thing that could just happen that way. I'm talking about the steps that need to be worked towards. And they will have to be adjusted. Sorry, Flacco, I see your hand. So I'm going to stop and go pee. <laughs> no, I, I just, uh, that was great. Explaining basically the rationale and the motivation behind EasySats and why it needs to exist. I'd like to also know before I run a little checklist that I do with all the guests that we have here in the Adopting Bitcoin part, I'd like to understand, like, can you walk us through, like, how does it work acquiring Bitcoin, stacking sats with easy sats, just really easy. Where do, have, where do people go? What do people do to get sats in Namibia with easy sats? 
So with easy sets, it's really, it's really easy. And that, <laughs> I know it sounds like, you know, I'm trying to make, uh, <laughs> make it sound funny, but it really is. It's, it's like buying an airtime voucher. You walk into a, a store who's a sub vendor and you say, hey, you guys, you guys, I saw there's a Bitcoin sold sign uh, outside. You say, okay, cool. Can I buy a uh, Bitcoin here? They say, yeah, yeah, we, we, we got you. So we have enough liquidity. Uh, how much would you like to buy? And then you say, hey, I'd like to buy five. No, sorry. Well, five is too late. Let's say 20 to 100. And let's say you walk in and say, hey, I got 100 million dollars. I want to use this 100 million dollars to buy Bitcoin. How much Bitcoin can I get out? How many satoshis can I get out for this 100, right? So they all go in and they'll put it into the system as a sub and they'll be like, okay, sir, all fees, everything taken into account, uh, inclusive of our markup, this will get you out $19 worth of Bitcoin for the 100 that you're paying. Are you willing to do that, sir? And then you say, yeah, 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 I'm cool with that, bro. Like, here's my 100. And then they say, okay, confirm. They show you the QR code, right? You take your phone with your Bitcoin wallet, right? And, and then, of course, sorry, I missed a step. They'll ask you, do you want on-chain or, or lightning? Of course, everybody will say lightning. You can move it to on-chain at your own will. Um, but yeah, so then you say, yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I'm, I'm going to do a lightning voucher. Once they say lightning, it doesn't do an on-chain fee. It becomes zero as a fee for the issuer to give this to you. And then let's say the, the, the commission that goes to Azteco and then whatever they've done on their account as a vendorship, those, those, those things matter. But yeah, they've already told you what you're going to get out. You say, cool, you scan the QR code with your Bitcoin Lightning wallet. It can be Phoenix, Blink, Blue, Breeze wallet. It doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter what you, one you do actually even created yourself. As long as it, 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 it adheres to the Lightning protocols, you can then redeem this directly into your wallet. Now, once it's redeemed into your wallet, which is instantaneous, you walk out of your store, say thank you very much, uh, like you did with an airtime voucher. Thank you very much. I'm going to leave now. Show me where the ID verification works. Because you cannot fund terrorism with $30 million. Not even with $5,000 million. $5,000 million, I think, is something like 167 US or something. How are you going to fund terrorism with that? This is about getting the people at the bottom that always get, 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 get cut out, the opportunity not to get cut out. So I'm not looking at people that are trying to buy 50,000 in a voucher. No, we, we won't do that. So Go a on. customer basically who wants to buy Bitcoin with EasySats, he just needs to find a vendor that's uh, offering Bitcoin with Bitcoin vouchers. And he needs cash that he wants to exchange for Bitcoin, right? And he needs a Lightning wallet, ideally, that uh, has LNURL withdraw support, like Blink, Phoenix, Breeze, Wallet of Satoshi, Zeus. Uh, there's so many out there. But once he has those, he can save on the on-chain fees and just give cash over the counter and receive the QR code from the vendor and, yeah, withdraw the sats from the QR code. That's how it works, right? Correct. In a technical, in a technical, well, I was trying to tell a story with everybody else. That's exactly how it works. That's exactly how it works. And then it's just about the sub-vendors signing up underneath the, the main vendorship. Uh, what we do with Easy Sats is we have something that we call the Time Force. So uh, to battle uh, unemployment, 
what we do is we say, okay, look, if you sign up a sub-vendor through you, what we will do is we'll split the profit that we make off of the sub-vendor to a certain percentage, right? For, let's say, between, I'll tell you the actual, not the percentage, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, 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 the levels. So between uh, when you sign up one sub-vendor to 10 sub-vendors, there's a split, right? That's, I'll tell you the split, okay? Let's, let's say the split is 70-30, just for argument's sake, right? And uh, we move to the next phase where between 11 vendors that you've signed up to 20, I don't know what, what fee, uh, let's say 60-40. Uh, yeah, let's just use this, 60-40, right? And then when you get above 20 people that you've signed up, it becomes a 50-50 split. So what we're trying to do with, with EasySense is to say, hey, let's find a way to also battle unemployment, show people how to earn Bitcoin, show people where they can spend Bitcoin, and actually fully create a circular economy whereby even for the steps you take every day, you could earn Bitcoin, right? We all know that you can. The Smiles app or, or whatever it's called, it, it exists. Uh, so there's different ways that you can... In, now, when you understand that you can earn Bitcoin, the question is, what's the purchasing power of that Bitcoin? Not what's the fiat equivalent of money go up of that Bitcoin. Where can that Bitcoin buy you, right? Because... What 15,000 Satoshi can buy you in Namibia compared to what 15,000 Satoshi can buy you in El Salvador isn't the same thing. It's not. The purchasing power changes from country to country. So you need to understand the purchasing power of your Satoshi. And uh, um, that's also one of the things that we try to show people is don't think of it in, oh, I'm earning this and I can trade that. Think of it in, I'm earning this. What can I do if I go on holiday with this? What can I do if uh, I want to buy something online with this? Like, it's another payment mechanism system that you are introducing yourself to by earning the Bitcoin instead of buying it firstly. That's, that's one of the, the, the main um, tenets of, uh, of, of, of uh, uh, EasySat is showing people how to earn Bitcoin before they have to spend a dollar. Sorry, uh, I'll, I'll stop there. Awesome. I mean... Yeah, it seems like you are basically making it easier for Namibians to purchase Bitcoin without KYC and lower fees. And you also mentioned there's already some uh, places where people can spend Bitcoin. So we usually, to get a better understanding of how far that uh, option is already progressed in a Bitcoin community, we we ask a little checklist, like, is it, for example, possible today to buy water in Namibia for Bitcoin? And you can just answer yes or no. I have like five points that I want to walk through walk through with you. So, so you're not saying like location specific, just is it possible? Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. So water, it's possible. What about rice? Uncooked yes. rice. Oh, uncooked. Also. Yeah, uncooked like not, not in a yeah, yeah, like you, so you can buy it and prepare it. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you, I hear you. I'm just thinking, not that I've been made aware of. Okay, so no yeah. supermarket that sells rice that accepts Bitcoin. Does that mean that no, again? Not that I've been I've been made aware of, but uh, I wasn't made aware of the lodges accepting Bitcoin since 2014 in Namibia. So I started speaking about it publicly in 2019. 2020. So like, they might be, but I haven't been made aware is what I'm saying. So okay. let's call that a no. Let's call that a no. Okay. So what about shelter? If I want to buy 
like pay for my accommodation for say in a hotel or ideally rent a place where I can stay long term. Is that possible? So yeah, uh, lodges have, like I said, Namibia is a tourist destination. So, so, so most of these tourism companies have been accepting Bitcoin uh, for lodging and the flights in since 2014, 2013. Wow, so, nice. Yeah, it's, it's been possible. It's just, they didn't tell anybody because back then it wasn't seen as not illegal. <laughs> Let's put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What about utilities like paying for your mobile plan, your internet or other bills? Is that possible to pay with Bitcoin? Great question, because that's how my, my proof of work started. Yeah, so you can pay for your mobile plan in, in, uh, in BTC through uh, BitRefill currently. We are trying to get more, more options in. And then once you buy your, your, your mobile plan or pay for your mobile plan, you can then use that for a thing that we have in Namibia called, uh, called Away, but it's just one of the, 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 the internet service providers that gives us uh, service. Where whatever package you buy lasts for seven days. So you can buy like I, I basically spend about forty-three to forty-five Namibian dollars a week on three gigabytes of data, five hundred SMSs and ninety minutes. And uh yeah, so like every week I pay for that off of Bitcoin that I've earned, right? Because of how I can buy the voucher through BitRefill. Now in South Africa, you can go to restaurants and everything, but in Namibia I did, we haven't moved uh, that far yet, again, I, I do want people to remember that Namibia has only uh, roughly 2.7 million people. That's it. That's it. In this entire company, country that has gold, diamonds, uranium, oil, fish that are crazy, nickel, copper, we have a lot and we are very little people. But my goal is to make sure Namibians don't end up at the ass end of all of these deals that are coming out. And, and I really think Bitcoin helps us achieve this because it helps you achieve a state of sovereignty in your mind and an and, and understanding of sovereignty to be like, you don't have to when you actually also... Anyway, let me not ramble. Let me stop there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so that was a yes for the utilities like mobile plan and internet. Correct, and, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so final check. Final on the checklist is: Is it possible to pay for tourist activities? I don't know what's popular and possible in Namibia. Maybe some water sports or some bungee jumping. I don't know. Is there is there something that people can do and pay with Bitcoin for? Great, great. You guys have great questions. <laughs> so yes, recently uh, one of the so if you even go to BTC Map. You'll be able to see there's three places in Namibia that uh, accept Bitcoin. I am literally walking in the grounds of the one that does the paintball and everything. That's Smoky Mare. And uh, one of these places is, is an overland uh, rental for motorcycles, for motorcycle tours, right? So you can, you, can, you can rent a motorcycle in Bitcoin and then ride around wherever the hell you want to in Namibia for how long you've rented the motorcycle. They don't accept Lightning. They do accept on-chain currently. They were spoken to by an... Uh, not my, It wasn't me that Bitcoin... Uh, that Orange pulled them. It was uh, another Bitcoiner that was down in Namibia. Uh, we, we, we sat down and had a couple of drinks at where I am now at Smoky Mare. Uh, but uh, him and his sons, they went through for an overland tour and they actually Orange pulled the guy 
on the tour. And then he was like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll accept Bitcoin. And uh, he uploaded himself to the BTC map because I'm one of the people that actually uploads and uh, confirms on, on, on BTC map. So yeah, it was just great to see that other Namibians are starting to come out where I had no play in it. <laughs> they didn't even meet me, but like they met another Bitcoiner and the conversation led to them saying, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll take Bitcoin. Why not? It's just an additional. That's awesome. That's pretty good. You can, you can get along pretty well in Bitcoin uh, in Namibia. Very cool. Thanks to your efforts and that of others. I'm so glad that you're walking into the Smoky Mare because I want to talk about your approach for a little while to the work you've been doing. I think there may be two, play, two main places like Smoky Mare. Maybe is there one called Wolf's Den or Wolf something? And I've been watching this for months. And it seems like, whereas in many communities around the world, there may be this, I mean, we all, we, all, we all talk about the chicken and egg problem. Okay, you need to have a merchant on board, and then you have to have people spending at that merchant. And you have some communities who have a lot of people who are interested in Bitcoin without anywhere to spend it. You have other places, like when we talked to Bitcoin Island in Philippines, where they had 200 merchants accepting Bitcoin and not enough people spending Bitcoin there. The approach that you seem to have taken, especially with, uh, again, mentioning uh, the, the the pod you did with Frank. So if anybody's in here, follow Frank Corva. He did a, a pod with Oaken recently to dig deeper. But it seems like you go and you park at this place that you like to eat and you orange bill customers and you bring in people to that business and it's like this i don't know it seems like a bit different of an approach which is like a merchant focused approach with in incredibly like direct and intentional and slow growth where you're like partnering with the merchant to kind of bring people into that establishment before going in and orange pilling other places and so i want to spend a little bit of time talking about like how how did you come up with that? What have you been doing at this merchant? I think you even have like meetups and, or classes or something at these places. And like, yeah, for anybody else who's building circular economies, like I would be, uh, yeah, I just want you to like give us a rundown of how it's been going, what you've been doing there. Andrew, how long you've been watching me, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that's, that's like, like great, great explanation. Great question. I don't even know how you guys come up with these questions. But um, yeah, so uh, the first place that I, I orange pulled was actually uh, the Wolf Shack. That's, that's, that's the place that you're thinking about. And um, what happened with the Wolf Shack was I enjoyed drinking there. I really enjoy drinking there. You know, there's really good women that, good looking women that go there. You know, they, they have interesting conversation. So I was like, yo, I'm just going here. And then I was like, hey, you guys heard about Bitcoin? And they were like, what? And for about a year and a half, I just kept talking to them about it. Like I did the same thing with, with my family members. Like they're like, hey man, you keep talking about this Bitcoin thing. And I was like, yeah, I also used to speak about poetry. And then I got signed to a record deal. So maybe <laughs> there might be something in what I'm saying. Let's let's keep talking. And they're like, ah, whatever, you know. It's just a quick hobby for you, whatever. Kept going, keep going, keep going. And a year later, people like, so so with the Wolf Shack, they were like, Oaken, we're tired, bro. Like, you just keep talking. So you know what? Throw an event. We'll give you the venue for free. Right? You ain't got to pay. We'll give you the venue for free. Throw the event. Show us. Right? We'll accept Bitcoin for this event. Just for this event. We don't even open on Saturdays. We'll open on Saturday for you. Throw the event. Show us. All right. So what did Oaken do? Sorry, guys. I'm a storyteller. I'm a poet. So I'm going to tell you a story. So what Oaken did was, 
I found a, 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 a guy with a lot of money and he's smart. And I was like, okay, you own a couple of hospitals around the country. Let's talk about how Bitcoin has the ability for hospitals to transform uh, their, their intakes in a lot of different things. And as we were speaking, he was like, why are you talking to me about this and what do you want? And I was like, hey, listen, I just want you to match the amount of tickets that I've put up for sale, right? And I'll give you back your money if they're not sold. But I just want you to match it so that I can buy Bitcoin, right? And he's like, why? And I'm like, it's, it's going to be awesome, bro. And I kind of gave him a couple of uh, the descriptions and whatever. So what we do with the first event was, let's say a, a ticket is $300 Namibian dollars, okay? Now you pay your $300 Namibian dollars. On your ticket, it tells you, download these two QR codes. It says, download your non-custodial wallet. At the time, it was a moon wallet we were using, right? There was a, a QR code for Apple, QR code for Android, right? So on your ticket that you bought, there's where you download. And, and it comes with an instruction manual on how to back up uh, your seed phrase from Moon, right? And, and it comes from Moon's own instructions. I just printed them out, made it look nice, everything. And, and it, you literally get given it with your ticket when you buy your ticket. So you know what you're supposed to do. You just don't know why yet. When you get to the door, I'm like, yo, did, did you download your wallet? You download your Moon wallet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, please give me your ticket. They give me the ticket. I'm like, okay, now go to your Moon Wallet, press receive, and hit a hundred, uh, sorry, $150 million, right? Because it's half the price. And they're like, what? Just, just, just do that real quick. And then I sent them half the ticket money back before they got to go get a drink, sit down, greet their friends, anything, right? The method to this madness was that while they're moving throughout this event, they're like, Hold on. When was the last time I bought a ticket, got something back that I didn't know was part of the ticket? What can I do with what I got back? Now, I can buy beers and burgers here, but I can take it home. I can buy other things with it maybe in, in a year. I can, and that's through the event. Luckily for me, the Bitcoin price or the fiat price for Bitcoin, sorry, increased uh, uh, during those two hours. So people were trying to spend the Bitcoin. They're like, no, 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 no. Let me, and, and, and literally, in, instantaneously, people didn't know why, but they became hodlers, right? So then we, we, we physically, from the time you walk into the door, in your hand, we're starting to speak about Bitcoin, not in a philosophical manner, not in a technical manner you might not understand, but in a, it's, uh, you can see it on your phone, what you want to do with it. You want to spend it, you want to hold it, you want to, it changes the perception already. And then when you start showing them, hey, you can, Tip the DJ. There's a QR code and the DJ will change the song or you can give your request, but only if you pay via Bitcoin. That's a use case. Now you go to the bar. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, you can get a BN burger for Fiat, but uh, if you're paying Bitcoin, this is the discount. Oh, there's another use case. So like, as we move these things as, sorry, I think I, I'm going far again. No, no, no. I would say just say, keep going. Okay. So as we, as we move these things, it's not about convincing people anymore why they should use Bitcoin. It's like, why wouldn't you use Bitcoin? Why wouldn't you? Like, everything you're doing, you can still do without the bank fees, without the holding fees, without the, the, the people, like literally, you can, let me give you an example of Blink, right? And I've done this walkthrough many times without actually having the phone in my hand. I have a video of it. Andrew, I'll send it to you, but it's like 49 minutes long. 
<laughs> and I'm busy. I'm at Wolf Shack and I'm orange pulling. They gave me a session and they were like, Oaken, you know what? We want you to speak to our workers. So like the cleaners, the bar people, the, the, the chefs, like everybody that works at the establishment were there at like an 11 a.m. on a Thursday morning. And uh, I came through. Unfortunately, they also got me drunk the night before. So I was hungover. Uh, but uh, I'm there and they're just feeding me beers. They're like, keep going, okay, keep going, keep going. Keep telling us how it works. And I'm there and I'm telling them, okay, go to the top right of your, your screen. Now, from here, we're going to click on ways to earn Bitcoin. That's the, th now it's the third button. It used to be second, Andrew, you guys changed it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and when you go in, I'll be like, okay, so you see the second link because you know how already how your, your, your lightning address works. I've already sent you guys a little bit of Bitcoin without you showing me an invoice. So now let's go on to this uh, cash register. You see there's a, a little bit of a, a world. Click on the world. Like I can do this with my eyes closed. Why? Because I actually enjoy the product. You guys built an amazing product in Blink and I enjoy how easy it makes it to help other people accept Bitcoin. That is my goal. Easy sets. Make it easy for you to accept your sets store your sets, earn your sets, all of it. That's the point, right? Because people don't like difficult. It needs to be easy. And it is easy. You guys have made it so easy that there's literally, well, in the current, three different ways to accept. You guys are bringing out more ways, but I mean, like, and then on the bottom right of the screen, when you're on your home screen, there's an earn button that literally pays you in Satoshi's to learn what Bitcoin is and how it works. Like, I don't even have to teach you. Download this app. Go through the steps. You can even delete the app once you understand it. If you don't like Blink, that's up to you. But the whole point is you have an option that wasn't there before. And for me, as somebody that grew up in a family that fought apartheid, and like, your options matter. <laughs> okay? All of these things matter. I'll stop. Wow. Uh, yeah, thank you. Damn. I think, I don't know if this exists, if you've done this yet, but I feel like we need to document or, or, or you need to share some of your goods. I mean, I know you're, you're on the open source train because that's such a cool way. So, so, okay, I'm sitting here in the United States. I'm in, uh, in Rhode Island. I, I founded a, a Bitcoin meetup called the Rhode Island Bitcoiners. Bitcoin, uh, Rhode Island is, would fail Kemal's test of like, can you live in Bitcoin? Like with a, with a horrible grade, but the approach of, say, building a deeper relationship with fewer merchants is really interesting. And like it seems what you've done is like I incredibly deep because now you're uh, again, like we've seen in many places. OK, I'm going to celebrate. I've onboarded 30 merchants. And then two months later, 15 of those merchants no longer accept Bitcoin because it was uh, maybe the owner decided, okay, I'll accept it, but then their employees don't know about it, or they can't. Maybe they're not. They don't. They're not set up with the appropriate ways to accept it. Um, and so the the concept of building a deep relationship and then like orange pilling that kind of ent entire business, uh, yeah, is just super interesting, super powerful. It's, I, it's inspires me to do a similar thing here because we have a meetup. And, you know, everywhere we go for a meetup, I'm like, hey, you guys take Bitcoin yet? You guys take Bitcoin yet? And, but I haven't, uh, I haven't spent maybe the time to go deep to, to build a relationship with any business where you can kind of grow a, a success story out of. So, yeah, uh, really cool what you've done. Go ahead, Okay. No, no, exactly like you're saying, Andrew. And, like, and, like, and it just made me think, like, for me, 
I, I really need to say this. I, a lot of Bitcoiners uh, won't agree, probably, but uh, it's okay. Uh, and for me, the thing is, build it and they'll come. It's not about, like, people, a lot of people approach Bitcoin with great initiatives, but the thought behind why they want it to work is still fiat-minded, right? So, like, you know how I also say this. So, like, um, they're like, hey, I got this way that I can really make sure everybody gets financial freedom. I want three billion for it, right? But but the way I've 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 come to understand Bitcoin, and then it again, it only works once you're actually running Bitcoin as a software and you're using the tools that have come out of the actual pool of software. That you start saying, hey, you know what I realized? If I actually build a really great system, value for value exists. You will pay me because you find value in the tool that I've created, right? Or the service I'm giving you or the information I'm giving you. And, and, and a lot of people will say, bullshit, humans won't do that. And I'll be like, you forget people that play guitar on the side of the street with a, a hat and you all throw your coins in there because you like the song. It's called value for value. It's one of the most ancient fucking techniques of, of transferring appreciation to an artist that have ever existed in humanity. I'm talking about Jesus time, guys. They used to throw coins in boxes and shit in front of artists, in front of poets that were standing on, on a soapbox. That's why it's called a soapbox, right? right? And then in front of what we would now call politicians, but were called activists back then. All of these things is a value-for-value value type of system. But we forgot about that when things like streaming came into play. I'm lucky enough to have uh, be born before streaming was there. So I remember when this was a norm, right? And when the podcasting 2.0 protocol from Adam Curry then came out, I was like, this makes total sense. You want to sign up to a, a, a streaming site to release your podcast or your music or whatever, right? And get paid a percentage that is not actually determinant on how many people are listening to you, but on what the, those people that get to decide, get to decide, because it's centralized, right? They like Drake, Drake's getting all the money. Maybe maybe more people were listening to your song than Drake's song, but you'll never know. Why? Because it's not your system. It's, it's centralized, right? They can, they can show you what they want to show you and as such manipulate who they want to be invested in more. So um, things like this, when you bring in something like Wave Lake or Podcasting 2.0, where you're like, oh, I can see not only who was listening to my, because again, when I released my podcast originally, uh, Hashtag From The Jump, it's like guys in Bulgaria listening, guys in, in Ecuador. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, I'm bowling. But I didn't have full actual analytics. Once I moved it onto a podcasting 2.0 protocol, it was how long were those guys in Bulgaria listening? Which part of your podcast were they listening to for the longest time? Which part did they drop off from? So now I can say, hey, okay, maybe that doesn't work with that demographic. Which part were they boosting that they really like? Because you can say, hey, I actually like this. Let me boost a bit more Bitcoin. So you really get to now bring down your demographic and analytics of your podcast or, or music plays, right? In a way, you'd have to pay a ridiculous amount of money to somebody else for, but now you can just do it because it exists. When you understand these things and you're in a country with less than 3 million people, for me, the initial thought pattern is, how do I make sure 
everybody can 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 gain from this. How do I make sure they don't go for the hustle of Ethereum's and what what what, but actually understand why Bitcoin is a global money, not a global reserve currency that we wanted to be like the U.S. dollar? Because again, that that means pegging. Bitcoin, you can spend in, and this is what I always tell people. They're like, "What do you mean?" And, I, and this is the example: you cannot spend U.S. dollars at Smoky Mirror in Namibia. You can't go there and say, "Hey, I'm going to spend." Like, it's illegal to do that because it's not legal. Beyond it not being legal tender, it's illegal to spend another tender in another country. Bitcoin, on the other hand, you can spend in any country that, as long as the vendor wants to accept it. That's called global money. We've we've never had that. Uh, even since gold, we haven't. And even gold, they'd be like, mm, let me get my sayer, what, what? No. Bitcoin, you don't need no sayers. <laughs> There's no extra cost to, to paying this person and them accepting it besides them wanting to accept Bitcoin. So for me, and for, for, for how I see how my country moves with this, is use cases. It's not about philosophical arguments on who's better on ordinals or whose wallet is better. No. Do you solve the use cases of my people right now that they need? Because you can accept via a custodial shop and then send it out to non-custodial. I'm not going, again, download both wallets. I don't I don't understand what the argument is. I'll stop. I'll stop. I'm, I'm starting to rant. Thank Sorry. you, because I would like to, I, I never bring up Oaken without uh, shilling the slide he has in one of his presentations that says download both wallets because we're over here beating the shit out of each other on Twitter about, oh, don't use custodial, do use custodial, don't use custodial. And this guy's over here with a slide. It just says download both wallets. And like, <laughs> I think it's, uh, I mean, it's so simple. Uh, it's such a simple concept, but the idea of, uh, I mean, I think that it brings to light what you said about use cases or rather tools, right? Like, a custodial wallet is a tool and like how you use that tool and how you teach people to use that tool is where the nuance is. Right. And so thank you for that. Uh, like, because yeah, again, we can like argue to we're blue in the face, but if there's a tool or if there's a, a use case that a custodial wallet can help solve that advances towards the goal of Bitcoinization uh, that gets people, uh, on the journey of, uh, towards self-custody, et cetera, like, do it. So thank you for that. I'm going to, let's see, I'm going to add everything to Toshi. It's good to, s well, he probably can't hear me because he's joining, but I'm going to add him now. Uh, other people want to join. We'll kind of start to open into open mic format, asking looking questions or making comments. And in the, as we do that, what's up, everything Satoshi, I do have Oaken, uh, uh, one more kind of question, which is, I see you making a lot of materials like you know, we, you know, we publish them with Blink you have like the Bitcoin for local businesses. And I see like, you're like, yep, I'll take that. I'll take that. And <laughs> I like how you say like, oh, you're making my job easy or whatever. Like, do you have lessons for other people about like what, what resources or materials or documents or other things are, are useful in your orange pilling efforts? Like what, what's been working or other lessons that you would want to pass along to people who are, want to follow like the, the model that you've gone, uh, taken? Yeah, so uh, I mean, uh, Blink came in while I was uh, uh, already busy orange pulling people or, or establishments, right? So it wasn't the first wallet that I was using when when I was again. I I literally on my phone right now I have about twelve different Bitcoin wallets, right? Uh, applications, and the reason for this is I can't write a review and tell people, hey, use this, this wallet if I've never used it. 
like extensively, extensively used it. Like Sparrow Wallet, I'll never be able to write a review on. I've used it too much. Same thing goes almost for like uh, Start Nine Labs. This is too much. It would be very long of a review, right? So uh, for me, the thing about, uh, about it's always about testing it out for yourself, right? To, 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 the, the short answer to your question is, don't believe what Oaken said about Blink. Use Blink. Download it. You don't like it? Throw, throw five Namibian dollars. That's about maybe around 400, 500 Satoshis. That you'll get into the wallet. Throw it in there. Use it. Check it out. Earn some Satoshis using the earn button. You don't like it? Like, use another one. For me, I think too many people are thinking about what is the Apple of Bitcoin wallets. What's the what's the Samsung of Bitcoin wallets, right? Instead of being like, what is my use case for the Bitcoin wallet that I want to use? Or I don't really like calling them wallets. I like calling them Bitcoin applications uh, because they do more than just be a wallet. And and for me, it's like, okay, wait, do you want to be able to accept Bitcoin uh, off-chain while you're not around and have a static QR code? Would you like to have every one of your, your, your staff members as they come into work, scan a QR code, and then that is a, a, a cash register on their phone that whoever is going to scan the QR code and pay, that money will go to the owner, whether they're on-premise or not. They could be in Central Pay. And the place is in Namibia. Like, that is a possibility. It doesn't go into the Bitcoin application of the, of the, the, the bartender Right, it goes to the actual blink wallet of the owner because it says pay Smokey Mary. It doesn't say pay Lazan or pay who 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 is actually a waitress, right? But again, and I know Blink will 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 do this sooner or later. Uh, what Phoenix is doing with the ability to give a tip as you make that, that will then the tip then transfer to uh, that that whoever is 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 the person that you're paying, like. I'm not going to lie to you. Blink is busy with a lot of stuff, but Blink wasn't the first wallet that I introduced to people. It was Breeze. Why? They had a POS system already. You already have a point of sale off of there. Like, so you don't, and, it, and you can do it in your native currency, right? So it already had Namibian dollars. Okay, it didn't originally. I had to tweet on it, but they integrated it and they're accessible, like how Blink is accessible. Like you can talk to them. They're people. They don't want their project to be shit. So they want feedback, right? And for me, the thing is, I don't tell people use this wallet or use. I tell them, this is what this wallet can do. This, what do you want your wallets to do? Because maybe you might need two. It depends on what you want to actually achieve as you as an establishment. The whole point is choices. You have so many choices. You never had choices before. Everything was dictated before. Now you can be like, yeah, yeah, this is how I want to accept Bitcoin. Nah, nah, I don't want to. I don't want to run my own node. Okay, yes, I do. What else can I do with my own node? Like all the, and that's what we do. Also, as he says, is to say, "Hey, I show you your choices, bro. You don't even need us to do it for you. We just, we really, again, the more places that accept Bitcoin and understand why they should, the more places we can we can spend it. And then people that are earning Bitcoin are like, "Oh, I can go spend it there." Yes, let me, it's a whole conversation. So like, just to, uh, sorry, I did take the long way to answer your question, Andrew. But uh, the short answer is, it's all about a conversation. It's about talking to somebody, whoever 
whether it's your your cinema, whether it's a place you normally buy coffee, whatever, go to them and say, hey, what don't you like about what the banks are doing? That's literally the best question. What don't you like about what, what the banks are doing with your costings and whatever? And they'll tell you and you'll be like, oh, really? Let me show you how we can fix that with Bitcoin. Because uh, 99.9999% to one, you can fix it with Bitcoin. If you ask that question, what is it that you don't like about what the banks do? You can fix it with Bitcoin. I'll stop there. Sorry. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that was awesome. Kemal, go ahead. Yeah, I think those are the way Okin does it really resonates and makes a lot of sense to me. It's when you're onboarding someone, and I've experienced this myself uh, with people that I onboarded, if I create a personal connection and empathize with the people and talk about the bigger picture and and the ills of the broken money system that we that is forced upon us, those are the conversations that create basically, yeah, this long-lasting like understanding, I think, more than worrying about technicalities and um, having to explain like technical details that some or many people uh, quickly get annoyed by, and therefore I I think yeah I agree with that, and this is basically like what we're trying to support with Blink and making it easy, so like yeah people that onboard can actually focus on yeah the the bigger questions and the, and the personal connections and 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 get people on board and just not worry about the technology too much. And if I may add to that before, I want to hand it to everything Satoshi. Yeah, the, I mean, the reason why we're here, the reason why, I mean, in this space today, not in like the big, the big old world, <laughs> but is like, yeah, we, like, we appreciate, I mean, uh, the words about Blink, Oaken, thank you. <laughs> but also the, the suggestions or the feedback or the frustrations, like, we're here for that too, right? Because like, Bitcoin Beach Wallet, which, you know, was is Blink, uh, formerly known as Bitcoin Beach Wallet, was built on the ground in El Zonte uh, in, at Bitcoin Beach, right? Uh, and, and solving local problems there. And now with adding languages and display currencies, it is now a wallet for global Bitcoin adoption and, and communities, right? But there's different use cases in different places. And so, yeah, keep uh, for you, Oaken, and everybody else, like, yeah, keep it coming. Say like, hey, you guys, hey, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll quote Master the uh, Master Guantai down there who said like, "Hey man, I you know I, I like you Andrew, but I'm not recommending Blink because I like you. You know, like like the wallet needs to stand on its own, right? Uh, <laughs> and so correct, uh, yeah. The we feedback. all love you, Andrew, but the wallet speaks for itself. It's not because of you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So so I mean, it goes for everybody. So uh, whether it's in the Telegram chat, Blink BTC, or DMs, you know, when you guys are facing issues or friction, like. Let that let that be known because that stuff gets turned into a GitHub issue, and the team figures out how to evolve it. Like for like one one of those things is uh, LNURL QR codes, right? A pay code. It will be coming into the app if you're in the beta track, like in the coming like couple of days, because when you onboard somebody and they take a screenshot and they post it to Twitter of a Bolt 11 invoice, it, it, it makes my my brain melt. You know what I mean? Thinking about like all these people who try to pay a Bolt 11 invoice that's expired or already paid. And so, uh, yeah, we're trying to, to you know, put, push releases every week that that make it a little bit, make the job a little bit easier for everybody on the front lines of adoption in their respective countries. So anyway, thank you for that. 
both the the feedback and the the, the positive and the constructive criticism. So uh, everything Satoshi, good to see you. Welcome up. You have a comment or question or or, or what's what's going on? Uh, hi guys, it's basically a comment. Uh, to first of all, shout out to Oaken and uh, what he's doing. I actually got shield uh, on the easy starts thing from guys in Tanzania, a man like Quicks, and um, we're basically in the small room talking about uh, how to get non KYC sats and how there's. Uh, I think we were talking about Robo sats and how from my end there's, there's less people who I can just you know, give sats to and the problem of how I have to, you know, either buy an Amazon card and get it on bit refill and all of that. And uh yeah, we we're talking about a lot of things and Oaken's uh open sats did come about uh because uh, where I am uh in Ghana there's no or Nigeria there's no Azteco at all and uh to know that you could get non KYC sats uh with Basically, what Oaken is doing is shout out to you, uh, because, uh, yeah, from the way they did explain it and the way I've heard it being pitched by you and read and all of that, it's, it's really, really decent idea. And, um, yeah, it's beautiful now that, um, a lot of people are getting into lightning and whatnot. It's, 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 it's a beautiful thing to see. I guess the only question I wanted to ask was, um, regarding art it's a bit technical but uh, i don't know if you guys were on to go into that and all of the coin joints uh, that's that's involved in that and uh, yeah shout out to you guys to andrew for uh what you're doing i had a lot of guys shill uh the blink the your your i think I, i've got it as well I, I didn't have it initially the blink wallet uh, but yeah, it seems really decent, especially with the with the feedback I got from some people I did educate to try it out. The there's um, positive feedback regarding the sats, the educational learn section where you just dash uh, like give people free sats for. Uh, it might seem small, but uh, some people give it them and kept going to one thousand sats, two thousand sats, and. Yeah, in Africa, those stats are somewhat life-changing for some people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so shout out to you guys. Uh, yeah, I guess um, I forget the last. Yeah, so another question I wanted to ask, okay, another quite technical question. So there's this AI for all thing that's going on right now with Lightning, L4, and uh, it seems like I, I, I am catching up with the whole thing very late. But uh, there's this guy, Cody, who's like going hardcore, trying to get people to give a damn about LLMs. And uh, basically, I think there's also a collaboration with Voltage as well. I just did a bit. Uh, I don't know if you have uh, any technical thing or response to that, because uh, I, 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 I have to be honest, I do learn a lot from you guys, uh, especially Oaken and Portland, when you guys go back and forth. Recent memories, the last conversation where you guys were hardcore on, uh, just like you mentioned, uh, the Star Nine and the virtual machines and proc knocks. And <laughs> it was a crazy room because uh, I didn't know guys in Africa were that deep. Uh, I, I know guys in Africa are that deep. There's developers here, obviously, but yeah, the depth of knowledge you have is good. Uh, so yeah, 
Shout out to you. Is there plans to sort of um, show open sites in West Africa or is it just a South African and East African thing? I know it's obviously not, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can go ahead, okay. Yo, everything's a touch. That was a yeah, great question. Like, I, I stopped when you asked, when I, said, when I heard my name. I was like, okay, that's what I'm answering. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, nah, man, like, like, like legit, great, great questions. Uh, as far as, I don't know now, because you asked me two and I was like ready to answer the one and you asked the other and I'm like, oh wait, there's another one I can answer. So let's start at the last one. As far as you being able to become a sub-vendor, that's what we do. So I am, I'm a, I'm a vendor for Namibia. Yes. Right. But I'm actually also a vendor for Africa. So you could actually internationally. So anybody, even if uh, from Andrew's side of the world, they wanted to sign up as a sub-vendor underneath my vendorship account, I would be able to to then, which basically means you'd be like, okay, Oken, uh, I need so much liquidity to be able to sell of, of Bitcoin um, in your own currency, right? Your fiat currency. And then you, you we would work out what, what uh, that payment is. And boom, now you're able to issue them. Uh, yes, easy sense does exist in Namibia. Uh, many people still believe it's only in Namibia. We also have some vendors in Kenya. Uh, we're working on other parts of Africa and and, and potentially uh, uh, globally, but uh, we're working on... My thing is, I'm not a greedy person, right? That's the first thing that helps me. That allows me, because I'm not a greedy person, I'm not out here to be like, hey, I want a billion dollars tomorrow or whatever. No, no, no. I want to build sustainability. So I need to sustainably be able to say, hey, if you're in Nigeria... And you want to be able to sell uh, a Seco Bitcoin vouchers through Easy Sets, right? And we will always give you, as as one of our sub vendors, the base amount. You then get to add percentages on top of that, and 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 then make your profiting back. So I'll give you an example. In South Africa, there's there's one of the I've heard I, I didn't I've never bought, but they're like, yo, those percentages eleven percent, some eleven point something percent. And I'm like, okay, that's because the vendorship has decided to add that on of the base. Um, and you can read it up on, on Seco's website. It's not a lot that is their base amount. So to get to 11% means that's what they want to charge. Here's the thing. I'm not angry at them. Why? It's called a free market economy. If you need the Bitcoin or want the Bitcoin and this person, and you want it non-KYC Bitcoin because you're buying very little. You're not buying a hundred million or you know whatever of Bitcoin. You just want okay, one thousand, right? There's no reason to buy it by a KYC. It's, 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 there's no way you're gonna fund terrorism with a thousand of most currencies. Right? It's impossible. So easy sets is to say, hey guys, we're here for the people, and I'll reiterate it that normally are left out of it. But those people aren't trying to buy 20,000 worth of Bitcoin at a time. They're trying to buy a thousand, what, what, what. And, and, and that is the whole thing. That So when you look at uh, what can you guys do, yes, maybe at the point in time, uh, you might not be able to sign up yourself as a vendorship uh, for your country. But what you can do is you can speak to somebody like me because I do have some vendors in other countries. And we can be like, okay, this is what you want to do. Okay, we just like any other negotiation, my brother. And then we'll be like, okay, you can be a sub-vendor of mine and then I'll 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 give an endorsement and be like, yo, 
this is what the person was doing. They were trying, well, what? I'll talk to Azteco also on your part and be like, yo, let's move this person forward as, as an actual vendorship for the, because I don't want you, I don't want anybody to be a some vendor of mine longer than they want to be. Not at all. I'm working on trying to push this thing online so that everybody can just buy it the way they want to buy it, right? In the Namibian context. But again, it's a journey. <laughs> so I have, yeah, I think I've answered it, but I, I hope I have. Uh, I'll stop because I've rambled. Remember, guys? Yeah. Uh, so sorry to really interrupt you. So the thing that I, I just remembered, the thing that came up in that space is that I think uh, Brendan was hosting. And shout out to you, Brendan. I don't know if you're still here. So uh, it was, who are the uh, main people that, oh, like the, the, your target audience, sort of? Who are the people that would give a damn about non-KYC, <clears throat> excuse me, non-KYC sats? Do you care that that might have to be your target market or the target market for easy sats? Or are you, is it just for everybody? And the reason I ask this is, just since you brought up the fees, uh, we were speaking of the fact that the, the Bitcoin is sold at the premium. And uh, that might be a trade-off for somebody who is just starting off. And uh, for people like us, we do know that that's not really a downside because it's it's either that or KYC in yourself and, and all of what uh, Binance right now having pushed, uh, at least that room was before Binance did go all Bitcoin Lightning. Now that Binance has decided to go all Bitcoin Lightning, means a lot more people will get non-KYC sats via Lightning, at least from where I am, uh, using Manchankura and whatnot. People are sending their Satoshis to Binance or Bitnob. So I guess the, the main point of me asking this is, do I forego having that thought and just, you know, putting people the right way and saying, this is the right Satoshi, this is the right Bitcoin, this is the right way to do it. And you know, not worry about whether or not it will go at a premium for them because they might not really be in the know of what that is and just, you know, help them through the right, right path and be like, this is your Bitcoin. Uh, this is, I, I, I don't know if my question makes sense or I'm just rambling a lot there. Okay. No, no, your, your, your question makes perfect sense. Perfect sense, my brother. Great question. So, so, so I'm going to answer it in two, I'm going to try and answer it in, in two sets, right? So the first thing is, I'll give you an example, uh, and, I, and this is the way that I always tell my sub-vendors. If you are, are stuck in a place and you want $30 in any currency worth of airtime, right? And you want to buy airtime because your car broke down, your tires messed up, you need to call, what, 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 but you don't have airtime. There's a woman here, she sells airtime, right? So you tell this woman, yes, I want to buy the, the $30 airtime. She tells you it costs $80 for this $30 a time to save your own life. You'll pay that 80, right? The premium doesn't matter to you. Your, what you need to do matters to you, right? Yes, you could have gotten the airtime. Maybe if you walked 100 kilometers further, could have gotten the airtime, walked 100 kilometers back. Maybe your car is still there. All of those things are risks, right? So the risks that you are willing to take is what you are now weighing against each other. Do I walk 100 meters to the, to the shop or, or, or town that's there and hope nobody does anything to my car and I just need to be able to get uh, the airtime to tell people to pick me up? But when I get back, what happens if the tires, all tires are missing from my car? Because I wasn't there to protect my, my, my car. Because I decided I didn't want to pay a premium 
Now I don't have tires. Now I got to tell the guys, hey, not only do I need you to come get my car, I need you to bring me tires and I got to pay for those tires. We all know tires are not cheap. So now you've already paid a premium. You've already done it. So it's, it's, for me, it's not about convincing people. It's about showing them alternatives always with every single thing, right? So when we talk about, okay, you're buying Bitcoin at a premium. What is that premium? That premium is called privacy. Nobody knows you bought it. Even though it's very little Bitcoin, you can stack sets over time. Nobody knows you as your name and surname bought that Bitcoin. What they know is B1C, what, 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 bought that Bitcoin. That's why it was sent to. That's all they know. It could be a lightning address. That, there's many ways that this could have been paid out. But it's not your name. That matters to me. Why? Because if I want to move, let's say I want to leave Namibia. And Namibia decides, hey, I want every single one of the, the records of every Binance client that's from Namibia that's ever bought Bitcoin or any asset through Binance. You think Binance is going to say, no, I'm not going to give it to you? Or they're going to say, hey, wait, you're saying if I give you this information, I might be able to get a, a favorable regulation in your country and get money? I'm giving you this information. Why? It's centralized. I don't give a fuck about these people. So that's literally another thing that people have to think about when you use centralized exchanges. Like, what is it that's offered to them that you can't offer? You can't offer that. You, you don't have that, that ability. You, but other people do. So when you go through all of it, you start saying, oh, does it matter that I'm paying 10% premium on my, my non-KYC Bitcoin when the other way is you can come to me and say, hey, this is exactly how much Bitcoin you bought. I don't care where you put it. You're going to give it back because we know you took it. We know it was attached to your name. Those are different aspects. Maybe for Westerners, it doesn't make sense. For Africans, full sense. Makes full sense. <laughs> but they still have to understand why Bitcoin. So all of that. Never apologize for that. Thank you. And thanks for the questions. Everything Satoshi. We've been going about, oh, I don't know, coming up about two hours total. Uh, so we'll start to wind down in maybe about 10 minutes or so. No, no, no rush uh, to move forward. But if anybody else want, has a comment, question, thought, idea, feel free to request speaker. Uh, everything Satoshi, obviously, is still welcome to stay and, and jam and join and, and ask. One thing I was, so when you mentioned the Bitcoin uh, Bitcoin Namibia, I, I was like looking it up. And then I saw actually that recently, July 6th, there's some like Namibia passes bill to regulate crypto and digital assets. I didn't get a chance to dig into it much yet. But Oaken, is this something that you, you're familiar with enough to speak to kind of how Namibia and their regulation is evolving? Um, yeah, only to a certain degree. Like, uh, so on the 30th of July, there were two guidance uh, documents. That's what they call. They call guidance documents on how to deal with uh, KYC, AML, yeah, a lot of things. Uh, I haven't read through all of them yet. The first document is uh, about 40 pages long. The second one is about 60 pages long. So um, I'll read through them uh, leading up to the weekend just to make sure what they say. But uh, I did sit in with a public consultation on virtual assets and, 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 and uh, what they call... Uh, so in Namibia, we don't call them uh, uh, cryptocurrencies. We call them virtual assets. 
So virtual, this is called the Guidance on Virtual Asset Service Providers and uh, ITOs, which are initial token offerings, which is like initial coin offerings, uh, and then how, how, how the government and, and the central bank looks at all of that. I will say a lot of it, from what I read in the first 14 pages, defines Bitcoin and centralized, whatever you want to call them, cryptos or whatever, uh, very differently. So, so, so already they, they, they have dis- distinctions between, I, I'll have to read the whole documents to tell you, but from the previous discussions we had in uh, April, May, when I, when I, when I attended um, one of the, the, the uh, open, open sessions for the public, and um, just subsequently, I, I still maintain, again, I can't tell you till after I read these two documents fully with knowledge, but uh, I uh, ascertain from uh, what's ha- what's been happening in Namibia that it's not about trying to ban or, or overregulate. It's about trying to understand what is it, how does it work, how is it. I mean, these people look. Even though I read through a lot of the definitions, they're calling coin joins. Mixers. No, 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 no. Sorry. Tumblers. <laughs> I was like, the definition you got, you don't make no sense, bro. Like, you're trying to mix up coin joins and the other one. Um, yeah, so they're, they're mixing terms because they don't understand the definitions between the two. Even though they might look like they do the same thing, they don't. Right? One is UTOXO management, and the other one is actually throwing those UCXOs into something that is a mixer. So, like, they're, they're conflating the two. And then and this is just from literally me reading the first seven pages <laughs> of the 30-page or 40-page document. So, it's to say they are looking at it uh, and not in a, in a let's just regulate the hell out of it, but let's find out. Uh, I think that's the best answer I can give you. That's a good answer. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be interested to read about it and hear about it more as well. Cool, cool. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you it. I'll send you the 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 links to the documents, bro. No problem. Yeah. Just just yeah. remind me because again, I'm I'm actually at one of the establishments that accept. So I'll probably will get kind of intoxicated tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll hear you on the DJ Satoshi Space late night. Rip it, doing the uh, doing a doing a good rep, doing a good uh, rant. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll we'll start to wind out everything. Satoshi, did you have any other thoughts, questions, uh, comments for for Okian or otherwise? <clears throat> for now, that's that's I'm I'm good. That's beautiful space. I did learn a lot, and uh, I guess the only thing I'd wanted to probably hear from you is uh, how Blink or if Blink does uh, have plans of incorporating the splicing thing. Because apparently it's a big deal. Uh, sorry, everything's Satoshi. Are you asking me or or are you asking Andrew? I'm asking Andrew. Oh, okay. Kamal would, be, would probably be a better one to answer that. I don't know, Kamal, if you also want to chat, uh, mention the some of the, the pay join element, just if we touch quickly on technical side of things. Yeah, sure. I mean, splicing is a great technology that's uh, now been worked on for couple of years and finally it's been implemented in phoenix uh, we touched on it earlier in the run-up to the space yeah so currently it is the benefits that it brings is mainly for self-custodial lightning wallets because now those two can have a unified balance that does not distinguish between lightning balance and on-chain balance 
because it's possible to splice funds out from a Lightning channel and send them to an on-chain address. So you might as well just have them all in Lightning. Now, this is a feature that brings basically self-custodial wallets feature parity with what custodial wallets like Blink or Valuta Satoshi had. They, had. they already had a unified balance where basically everything was being managed in the background by the teams that are running the service so that users could have a unified balance and don't have to worry about, oh, I have not enough funds on Lightning or not enough on-chain funds. It's just uh, whenever you want to send on-chain and you have a balance, you can send on-chain and whenever you want something to send Lightning and you have enough Bitcoin, that invoice will be paid. So obviously, um, in a self-custodial wallet, there's nobody that's managing except for yourself. And splicing really makes it easy to yeah, remove this distinction between on-chain and, and uh, Lightning balances because Lightning channels can be resized. You can put funds into a Lightning channel you can remove funds from a Lightning channel that's existing. You can take funds from one Lightning channel and put them to another one in one transaction. You can have funds in a Lightning channel and pay to an on-chain address. So all of these things really make self-custodial wallets better. Are we going to implement it in Blink? Well, maybe. Uh, I mean, the benefits that uh, since we are managing behind, we so... We're managing the channels, the engineers uh, that are running Blink. So most of the funds are on-chain and a multi-sig secured. And for paying, obviously, there are some funds in a hot wallet. So people can pay on-chain and, um, and, and in the Lightning channels, they can pay their invoices. I think it might help us as well at Blink because what we have to do is when a lot of payments come in, channels get unbalanced. And it might be possible, it might be better. So currently we were like looping funds out with a swap service. For example, loop by Lightning Labs or Vaults Exchange or yeah, there's DZ service where you can basically swap funds out from a Lightning channel, but it doesn't resize the channel. So maybe splicing might be a solution there. So instead of looping out, you can just splice out funds um, and that might be more economic. And so I'm sure the engineers will look into it. Uh, what they're currently looking into is PayJoin. PayJoin is a Bitcoin transaction protocol that basically is a two-party coin join. <laughs> and uh, the way it works is so that when you send a on-chain transaction to a Bitcoin service and... You basically want to send, let's say, one Bitcoin, but you have two UTXOs, which are 0.7 Bitcoin or uh, seven, uh, 70 million Satoshis. And okay, that's big numbers, but just for argument's sake, 70 million Satoshis and the other UTXO you have is 50 million Satoshis. So in total, you have 1.2 Bitcoin and you want to make a payment of one Bitcoin. Then basically what happens is that you both basically send both UTXOs, so 1.2 million, uh, 120 million, and the 20 million that you paid too much, it's going to go back as change to your change address. Now, the problem here is that if you analyze the blockchain, then what these chain surveillance companies do is 
they can see, okay, there's two inputs in a transaction and they are being sent to the same address. So they can assume that both inputs that went into this transaction belong to the same person, even though they're separate UTXOs that have no relation to each other. Now they went into a transaction to be sent to an address and the, the assumption basically, this, it has a name, it's called the common input ownership heuristic, basically, and the chain surveillance companies apply that to deduce that, oh, these two separate UTXOs that have no relation to each other whatsoever must belong to the same person. So this is obviously not great for privacy and PayJoin solves this or fixes this uh, entirely on a fantastic level because what it does now in a page on transaction, you send money to an on-chain to an on-chain address. And instead of just sending UTXOs from your end, this, the recipient that you're sending money to also throws in one UTXO of himself into the transaction. So what it looks like, basically, if we stay with our example, is you want to pay one Bitcoin. And you have two UTXOs, 70 million sats and 50 million sats. And now the recipient also throws in, let's say, 10 million sats. Okay. So he's going to receive in, um, 110 million sats. And the payer will, but only pay one Bitcoin, right? One, 100 million sats. So by doing that, this completely yeah, breaks the heuristic because now there are inputs in the transaction that don't belong to the sender only. They also, one also belongs to the recipient, right? So everyone gets what they should be getting if the transaction was normal. But what it looks like on chain, it looks like, yeah, entirely different. Like the amounts are concealed that are being sent. It is concealed who the UTXOs belong to. So basically in the end, the common input ownership heuristic, which is a major heuristic that these chain analysis companies use, it, it falls apart. And when does it fall apart? Well, basically when enough people use PayJoin, right? But actually not even if they use PayJoin, but if they, if they could have used PayJoin, and that's because Pay joins are indistinguishable on-chain from regular Bitcoin transactions. And so every Bitcoin transaction could be a pay join. You wouldn't know. Uh, they, just they look just like a, a normal transaction. And, and when that's the case, basically, the heuristic completely falls apart just by having pay join being available in Bitcoin wallets. So it doesn't really have to be used. It just needs to be available. And it obviously like it has to happen once in a while so that the heuristic cannot be applied anymore successfully. But other from the privacy benefits, there's also many benefits to efficiency and cost savings because a Bitcoin service like Blink, for example, if it gets a lot of UTXOs, then yeah, that's a lot of bytes and inputs that when, some, when a user wants to send those again, yeah, it, ha it creates many, many inputs, which lead to bigger transaction sizes. And you may know that on the blockchain, it's not the size of the transaction, like the, the payment amount, but uh, how many bytes the transaction is that determines the minor cost. 
So if the Bitcoin service now adds an input to every transaction that they receive, well, they are reducing the amount of UTXOs um, that need batching, basically, uh, or that, yeah, that they need to pay fees for in the future. So there's an economic reason too. And yeah, I hope that more services will implement PayJoin and just create a better ecosystem and more privacy for Bitcoin users. And yeah, I'm very excited about that. Uh, Dan Gould has been doing excellent work on this. He created the PayJoin developer kit. And yeah, uh, the engineers at Blink are looking into implementing it in yeah, basically the system. That's it. Uh, thank you so much for that beautifully elaborated uh, answer. Uh, it really does a lot for me, honestly. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, Andrew, thank you so much for hosting this spaces. Uh, I, th I think Oaken is back, but uh, yeah. I'm, I really I'm did so sorry, guys. I had to run back home. My phone died and <laughs> literally plug it right into the wall. No problem, no Kemal, I mean, you're going to have to listen back. Kemal just went through a, a beautiful breakdown of, uh, well, not not only the splicing uh, as splicing relates to maybe a custodial wallet, but also the pay join, uh, how pay join kind of uh, provides value uh, to to Bitcoin and and uh, privacy and efficiency and and stuff. So nice, uh, nice job filling the air. I was glad that we got Oaken back for some, you know, for some final thoughts, final words. Uh, so thank you guys. Thanks for everyone who's who's been hanging out. Oaken, I want to give you some final words, and then I'll sign us off, and and we'll uh, wrap it up until next week. Yeah, I I just really like to say thank you for having me. Firstly, I know I'm a bit uh, chaotic in my thoughts, <laughs> but um um yeah, I, I'd like to say Namibia is a place that I think everybody should visit once in their lifetimes. One of the things is just you know we have all of the big five, uh, largest uh, cheetah population in the world. Uh, the ocean meets the desert at many many points with, with within a, a, a range of, of, of destinations. And, and beyond that, the inner parts of the land will, will amaze you. <laughs> um, but beyond even that is that people really like foreigners in my country. We really do. We're, we're, we're about like making foreigners get the meat taste. We're really about Namibian meat. So, so we're like, hey, let's, let's show you people why we love our country and um the the fact that we're less than three million people uh, uh many of these these, these institutions uh, are starting to look at bitcoin in a favorable manner uh including the government is is i just don't see why you wouldn't choose namibia as a destination to spend your bitcoin uh have your family really have a, a real experience that you can only be bought right now in the future it would cost you a lot more um, and at the same time, you get to meet me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I truly do believe that Bitcoin solves problems. It's not about the philosophical and all that. Yeah, that's great. It's a great part. And then all the debates. But for me, it's really about what are the solutions that Bitcoin brings to the problems that we already hold? And there's many. There are so many that I have shown continue to show and, and and I do it not because I want to become famous on Twitter but I want other owners like 
one of the greatest things that happened to me, and, I, and I'll share this, was the owner of Wolfshack told me, no, she spoke to the owner of another establishment that I like. You know, I love the way that they, because everything's made with butter. Like all their breakfast food, it's, it's, it's a cafe. Everything's made with butter. And I was like, oh, I love this place. And then she literally went to them and was like, you guys should accept Bitcoin. Oaken will show you how. Uh, I can set up the meeting, everything. So for me, because we're such a small community, it doesn't move it fast. It's not like South Africa where, you know, and, and, and oh, Bitcoin Ubuntu is over there. Like, you're able to really get whole communities around something because the problem is so widespread that people see it. In Namibia, people don't see the problem yet. They, they don't know the problem exists. So it's also about showing them, hey, this is the problem that you're actually complaining about. And this is how we can solve this with something that you, yourself, you don't even need me. I can die tomorrow and you will still be able to do this. And, and giving people that knowledge excuse me, is why I think Bitcoin education is how we reach Bitcoin hyper uh, or, or hyper Bitcoinization is you cannot be without the education. You just cannot. People don't understand. We do. And, and, and we, we always forget that, like, it took us a long time to get to, to be Bitcoin only. Uh, I was a shitcoiner, you know, some of those times. So, like, 2019 to 2023, there's a whole spectrum of, of learning. If we just tell everybody they're, they're, they're nothing and they will never get to bitterness and they have fun staying poor, just because they started off on the wrong foot, that's stupid. We all started off on the wrong foot. And that's what I mean by paying your school fees, right? You pay school fees to understand why Bitcoin only. I had a conversation with a trader today that was like, yo, I own Luna. I'm like, you own Terra Luna, my brother? Why would you? <laughs> He's like, no, the Bitcoin ETS going to push everything up. I'm like, it's not going to push Terra Luna up. Man. It's, that's, that's not going up. <laughs> you were stupid to still hold that. But again, you're a trader. So we don't look at things the same way. And I can only fault you as far as what you don't understand, but your choices are yours. Go bump your head continuously. It's not my money. So that's where I will leave that. I do not try and convince people. Those that want to know, tell them. Those that don't, give them a hug and tell them to come back later and pay more. Amen. Thank you for that. Thank you for joining us. This has been, I feel like, long overdue to do a deep dive and kind of and uh, you know learn about what you're doing. I think it's unique and interesting, and that uh, people can learn a lot. So follow for anybody listening. I mean, anybody here now, follow Oaken. You can see him, but uh, Oaken underscore seventeen on Twitter, EasySats underscore on Twitter. These are high signal accounts. Oaken, go ahead. Sorry, I forgot. You asked me a question on uh, the, some of the things that we, we, we're doing and then moving towards. So we're busy building out APIs and uh, access points to, to some of the stuff we're doing in Namibia. But at the same time, we, we're... Um, I think I can say this. So uh, what, what I was talking about earlier in the year about uh, the, the educationals we're trying to do around schools... Uh, a, a lot of this is about showing the schools how they can be self-sovereign, not only in Bitcoin, but um, also in the, in, the, in the data management and 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 docu document management between each other. So uh, I will, I think I can just say this one. We're still going to go around schools. We're we're we're, we're trying to work um, 
with individuals that are in the Ministry of Education so we can find out which schools this could work with uh, best. And, 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 and we'll be trying to literally use the technology or, or, or hardware that they have at these uh, uh, schools already to then uh, throw up Start9 Labs, uh, Start9 OSs, right? And then from there, uh, be able to integrate the schools along each other, connect them via uh, lightning channels. And then uh, as Easy said, so we will ask at, at a point in time for people to open to different schools directly themselves, not through Easy Sets. It's, it's not about us. It's about making it that if there's a philanthropist that says, hey, uh, there's a school in Korean Gava that I want to pay all grade sixes for the year. They can do this directly to the school's node because we will set it up for them. And and as we move forward, uh, it's a bottom-up approach because it's, it's to mean that uh, the more places that do this, especially as uh, satellite schools, it, it means that government is shown from a bottom-up approach why Bitcoin matters. Forget the rest. Why Bitcoin proves and solves use cases that are today necessary and are solved today uh, in a way that there is no embezzlement, right? <laughs> because you can't, you can't embezzle funds that you could in the Red Cross anymore. We have a public ledger that's called the time chain or blockchain that Bitcoin uses. So you, you, you can't do that anymore. So like things like this, and as we move it from there, we can start talking on why government itself should start using Bitcoin, even if just to defeat corruption, and, and all of those type of antics. But yes, it's, it's, it's not a, a quick fix. It's a, it's a journey. It's putting yourself out there. It's having the conversation, even when you're afraid. And I, I implore everybody that is still, <laughs> thank the Lord, some people are still on this call, go talk to your, if it's a counselor, uh, a regional counselor, a minister, whatever you can do. Don't, don't be afraid. You, you know more than they do, so help educate them. Because you cannot fault them for doing something wrong when they didn't have better knowledge and you had the knowledge. Give them the knowledge, then fault them for not implying that knowledge that, that they had. But if you if they don't have the knowledge, you can't say, yeah, you should have. No, you should have told them. You didn't tell them. So you can't. So what I'm trying to say is go tell them. Don't 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 shy away from uh, any talks with government or or central banks. Educate them the way you educated yourself. And it, it, it will become better. It's the only way it can. Sorry. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Uh, I really feel blessed. Even the fact that there's actually so people in this room uh, after my phone died. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Like, bless your soul. And please come down to Namibia. Even if you're not going to spend a Bitcoin immediately, come see for yourself why I love my country so much. Awesome. I've got to do a... Uh... Africa tour at some point uh, so it's 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 on my sites and it'll be it'll be a stop so Okin thank you again thank you uh, awesome space I uh, really appreciate your time and all of the effort you do in teaching people uh, how to kind of have the options right so uh, yeah with that we're going to sign off for this week next week we have uh, Bitcoin Yucatan so a new community standing up in Mexico uh, really excited to hear about them they'll be on sort of the the early end of their journey. So it'll be really cool to hear what they're thinking, who they're learning from, what they're trying to do. So look out for that. Same time, 1 p or 5 p.m. UTC. We'll start about 30 minutes early with open mic. Quick note on, on uh, uh, sort of the, the, the partners and, and you know, projects that make this possible. As I mentioned, Blink, 
Bitcoin Lightning wallet for bottom-up adoption. Download it at blink.sv. Adopting Bitcoin is happening November 7th to 9th this year. You can apply to be a speaker, to run a workshop, or just buy a ticket at adoptingbitcoin.org. That is in El Salvador. Also, the Geyser Fund Grant 5 is open. It just opened this week, and I just heard that there's already 24 applications. So there will be one of Bitcoin distributed among projects that are focused around education and Bitcoin communities. So a lot of us are involved in projects like that. Please submit an application at geyser.fund because it's not just about the Satoshis that will be distributed. It's about making your project known. And as Gigi would say, putting out your beacon so that people can find you, can support you, can retweet you, can send sats your way. So one great way to do that is on geyser.fund. So with that, I'm going to sign us off with a song that Frank Corva provided from our, our, uh, our own Oaken here. And uh, I'll let the song play out and then we'll close up the space. Thank you all for being here. And it's going to give you, there it is. You have to listen to the whole song. I'm only at the end. <laughs> Aha, good. I'll be here.
in your brain on a scale that they measure pumps while you be waiting about the same because we both had uncanny skills with the notepad. I'd rather not talk about the things that we both had. I'd rather talk about the things we didn't like a post bad because you are not the man that makes you. I am say cool. I am on negotiations waiting for a breakthrough. I am the only Asian in this class with the space suit. So geeks, humble yourselves. Wow, I'm not even gonna name a two of my sleep about dudes I look up to, but I'd never say it. I'm only a fan when I was addicted. And fuck a fan, it's only my fam as we related. I hope they write that I was righteous. I hope they write that the kid was fighting with arthritis. At night with the bleeding pen, with the power to make soldiers from civilians. So am I really him? I hope they write that I was righteous. I hope they write that the kid was fighting with arthritis. At night with the bleeding pen, with the power to make soldiers from civilians. So am I really him? Really him? Really him? My best poems are the ones I'm not ready to write. And even though their words and rhymes keep hitting my creative receptors like pattering rhymes, sent by the speed of what I have always been afraid to release in me to the vindictive scrutiny of the light, is not the battle with the shadows that I've battled with all my life. See, I wonder for a long time ago, and thinking that I'm coming from my own crowd is just a type of disillusion foolery that will result in your sudden departure from the comfort of your perceived supremacy at its highest point of solitary revelry. Now the fact that they have never and thus probably won't ever attempt to understand why my royalty runs deeper than what debts and eyes could ever retain with the aim to restrain is exactly why my proclamations must remain reserved within the form of a cellular membrane. Bless your soul for playing it all, Andrew. Bless your soul, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I forgot how much I enjoyed writing that. <laughs> Yo, love it. Cheers, cheers, everybody. Signing off. Enjoy your day. We'll see you next Thursday. <laughs>